Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, we're going to continue our series on growing in grace. This is part three of growing in grace. And today's title is Growing in Grace, Necessary Reminders. How many know that we need reminders every now and then? If you're married or even if you're not married, you know that from time to time your spouse will remind you, hey, did you remember to do this? Did you remember to pay that bill? Did you remember to throw out the garbage? Did you remember to change the oil on the car? And on and on and on. We all need reminders in our daily life, but we also need reminders when it comes to the Word of God. And uh, so let me, let me uh, digress here, but... One of the most important decisions you'll ever make is choosing the church you go to. I know every one of you have the option to go to one of probably, um, I would say, at least 12 churches here in American. There's, there's at least 12 churches that you can go to. But you pick this church, and, uh, and hopefully you come back next week as well. But there's many reasons why people pick a church. And sometimes people pick churches for superficial reasons, all right? Superficial reasons, like, for example, maybe you have heard this, or maybe that was you at one time, but um, here are reasons why people pick a church. Oh, we go there because our kids like it because it's fun. Well, so is Disneyland, okay? All right. Our friends go there, and there is an atmosphere of acceptance. Well, there's an atmosphere of acceptance at the corner bar. At, uh, you know, there's atmospheres of acceptance almost everywhere, Amen. Or, or else you'll hear a comment, man, the music rocks there. I could say the same thing about Guns N' Roses. The music rocks. Or maybe I get a good feeling when I go there. Well, I get a good feeling when I go to In-N-Out. And I get a really good feeling with their fries too, best fries around. Now, those aren't reasons why you and I should be choosing churches. And there's many other reasons why we choose a church. Yes, churches should be friendly. Fellowship is extremely important. Food is good. But here's the thing. Um, it's nice to feel good about your church. It's nice to feel good about worship. But as your pastor, I want to make sure that you're coming here because you're going to leave here with the word of God in your heart and choosing to live righteously in this present world, which isn't always easy to do. How many would say amen? amen. It, 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 it's easy if you focus on what I want to talk to you about today. The truth of the matter is that the primary reason we pick a church should be because they preach the word of God clearly and without compromise. That it's preached. It's not just... To tickle your ears, the Bible says, there's a scripture there that it'll just tickle your ears. It's what you want to hear. It's, and really, any good Bible-believing church or pastor should never just want to tickle your ears. Yeah, I want to tell you what you would like to hear, you know, what, what's uplifting for you, but sometimes i got to preach to you a truth, what the Bible declares. And you may not like it. You may not receive it, but it's good for your soul. Because Jesus is the lover of your soul, and His Word loves you. It will love you all the days of your life. Amen? Amen. Now, conversely, people also leave churches. I have found that 
people leave churches for other churches. And typically the most common reason is because they're hurt or offended. That, that's not always the reason. But people leave churches because they're hurt or offended. Can I tell you today at church, at some point, you will be offended. Okay, I'm just telling you the truth. You will be offended. It could be sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so saying something they didn't mean to hurt you, but you received it the wrong way, unintentionally. But more than likely, it may be a scripture in the Word. It may be a topic that I'm discussing that you would take offense to and say, well, I don't see it that way. Well, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you with the Word. I'm just going to declare the Word to you. How many are thankful for that? I'm just going to declare the Word to you and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Amen? Now, I believe that where our modern generation is hurt the most is when it comes to the way this world thinks. Why do I say that? Because in this world that we live in, there's no absolute truth. There is no truth. Your truth is, is truth, and that person's truth is truth, and that person over there, their truth is truth. So there's no absolute truth. Have you seen that in this world? I'm sure you have. And, and what that means is that there's no definition of what truth is. Thank God we have the Word of God. It declares truth. It declares it in black and white for you and I to, to understand, to, to believe in. Amen? Our generation today has absolute no truth. It, it can go all the way from an extreme progressive to all the way to an extreme conservative. Amen? And there's no truth in between. It's just whatever you believe and wherever the wind blows you. And as long as you don't hurt me and I don't hurt you, we're all good. There's so much missing there. Amen? Amen. Sound doctrine, doctrine is the teachings of God's word, has taken a backseat to many other things, unfortunately, in our world. Even in churches. They'll, there's churches that will just tickle your ear to get you to come back to get you to fill their, their pocketbooks so that you can keep coming back. Amen? We always need to be a church that preaches truth. I, I, my greatest hope and desire is that you leave here every Sunday with some knowledge, some tip, something that you've learned. And it may be a reminder, amen, of things that we've talked about in the past. So today, I want to speak to you on that growing in grace, necessary reminders Everybody say necessary reminders. Necessary reminders. We need those not only in our daily life, but spiritually. Amen. I'm going to turn to 2 Peter chapter 1 where we're going to read our text. And we've been in this uh, sermon series in 2 Peter. But chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. And the new NIV, the NIV version is up on the screen. And I will be reading that version here today. And this is Peter the Apostle Peter, talking and, and writing these words. Verse 12, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I'm going to stop there. When he mentions remind you of these things, if you've been with us the last two weeks, we've been talking about those things that, that the Christian life is all about. According to the Word of God, the importance of faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, 
mutual affection and love. So Peter is reflecting back on what he had previously said, and he's reminding us of these things. So let me pick it up in verse 13 now. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your word. We pray your blessing now on the remainder of this service upon your anointed word, which is anointed already in our hands. And we pray, God, that you give us understanding, wisdom, and that we would leave from here today different, changed than when we came in. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So, the past two weeks we covered what, what Peter was talking about in the life of, of a believer, uh, how to live as a believer. And, and we all know it's not easy. And, and Martin mentioned this, this afternoon, took him an hour and 45 minutes in traffic. And I'm sure most of those moments he wasn't like, hey guys, you know, how you doing? I'm having a fun time here commuting from Sacramento to American Kenya. I'm sure it's hard sometimes with self-control and goodness. Sometimes he wants to wave at people, right? And give them a, well, we won't go there, but you know what I'm talking about. It's hard sometimes to, to live the life of a believer in those moments. But this is what Peter's saying. He's reminding us, this is what you and I, this needs to be a part of our daily life. No matter where you're at in the Lord, all of us need sound teachers of the word. Sound teachers to remind you often of the basic truths in God's Word. See, there's, there's golden nuggets, there's, there's wisdom in the Word of God. How many have discovered that? It will help you in every facet of your life. Your, your job, your, your, your relationships, your walk with the Lord, obviously. But we need to, to really concentrate on what those basic tenets of, of, of faith are, those basic truths so that we can continue to stay on that course. Because this world is pulling us left, right. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. It's a chip. No, it's not a chip. And back and forth and all this baloney. And here we are, 600,000 people have passed. And we're still debating. To me, it's silly. It's very, very silly. But I digress. Point number one this afternoon. Sound teachers are always ready to remind their students of what they already know. Sound teachers are always ready to remind their students of what they already know. I hope that my prayer is that each of you do get into the Word of God, that it's a habit of yours, that you are reading it, that even though you read John 3.16, for God so loved the world, the most well-known quoted verse, but that you read it again, and that you read it again after that, and that you allow it to speak into your heart. You know, there's, there's something about repetition. I played baseball for many years. I played baseball for years and years. And there's something about repetition. I mean, from a child of eight, nine years old, I was playing in leagues, playing in the front yard, you know, just throwing grounders or uh, playing catch with my neighbors across the street, which were my cousins. They were much older than me, which helped me to be a better baseball player because they were much older. And so I had to keep up with them. And then I grew into 
playing in different leagues, advanced levels, and made all-star teams, and, and played here and there. And the point is, all that happened because of repetition. Our coach made us do the same drills over and over and over again until nobody made any errors, there were no mistakes. That's when practice was over, when, when things went flawlessly, because we had repeated the same things over and over and over again. It's the same way in the Word of God. Sometimes you just need to dwell on those things, those biblical truths, and learn them over and over until they're ingrained in your soul and in your spirit, amen? amen. You and I need to do that. In fact, if we go back to our sermon text, in verse 12 and 13, listen to this, it says, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them, even though you practiced five hours yesterday, and we practiced five hours today, and, and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to, to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, Peter goes on to say. Have you noticed when you read the Word of God how often the different um, themes pop up over and over and over? Love, His mercy, his compassion, his kindness. They pop up in different places and they're repeated throughout scripture. It's not by accident. God repeats certain things so you and I can get it because I don't know about you, but I have a thick skull sometimes and things don't sink in here until I hear them over and over and over again. And so the, the word of God repeats over and over these principles, the Ten Commandments. They're not just mentioned once. They're actually mentioned a couple times in, in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy and in Exodus. The Gospels, we have four Gospels, but we have three in particular that are almost identical. There are three eyewitness accounts of pretty much the same events. Over and over you hear the same truths spoken. It's not by accident. Another area of repetition over and over that our dear and beloved brother, late brother Ed Miller would often preach about was the coming judgment. He, he loved that topic of the coming judgment because it was what God had placed on his heart. There is a coming judgment. Are we ready for that? Are we ready? And, and that would be what he would tell you today. But all these are, are spoken in the word of God intentionally so you and I can understand that and grasp the importance of it. I really believe that the Lord desires for you and I to be frequently reminded of these biblical truths. He wants you to know what you already know. He wants you to know what you already know. You know, I don't have to tell any of you, anything that you become good at is because you've done it over and over and over again. I saw a master craftsman pouring concrete at my house last year. And you know how I could tell he was good? Because he had done that over and over and over again. And uh, does he want to do that anymore? No, he doesn't want to do that anymore because he's tired of the over and over and over again. But all of us must get into God's word, even though I read, well, I read that a while, but well, read it again. It's good for your soul. Jesus is the lover of your soul, and he's not going to give you anything that is harmful to you. Amen? His word is true, alive. It's, it's alive and, and uh, will help you in your daily life. Our, our second point is this. Sound teachers emphasize the basic truths 
of the Christian life. Sound teachers emphasize the basic truths, truths of the Christian life. So even though Peter was, was a, an apostle, he, were, he was known as one of the great apostles, he could have focused on other aspects of the faith. He could have focused on, on the rapture. He could have focused on other things. But he brings us back to the basics. I also found that in playing baseball, all my best coaches brought me back to the basics. They taught us how to catch a ball. Get down like this. If you're an infielder, get down like that. Don't let that ball go under you. You know, use two hands if you're in the outfield. Use two hands. Nowadays, you don't see anybody using two hands in Major League Baseball. But it was simple principles. They're basics that you learn. And Peter was no different in the Word. He was bringing us back. He's reminding us of the basics. What, what great is it for you to have all this knowledge of the Word of God, but yet treat your brother like trash, treat your spouse with no respect, and on and on, amen? Peter was saying, no, all those things I talked to you about, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, that's part of your daily life. And if you have to go back and revisit biblical truths to get good at that, that's okay. It's just like going back to practice. Got to go practice another hour, another couple hours until you get better. Sometimes we need to get back to that word and start dedicating some time. Amen? Amen. 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 Like with the guitar right now that I couldn't get the Yes. Amen. Like his guitar, he couldn't get it to, to work with the right key. With my voice. But he got it. He got it. See, the, the understanding that you and I will have when we focus on basic truths is that it will help your life spiritually professionally in every area of your life if you practice these things if you do not have the basics down you will fail in every area of your life you have to have the basics of your spiritual walk down of, of the word of God down otherwise you're going to find yourself battling the same issues over and over and over again I thought he was supposed to throw out the trash. How many times do I got to tell him to throw out the trash? I, I mean, those are simple, basic things, right? And that's where you'll always be unless you address those basic issues. The Lord knows that we have to have the basics down in order to grow. Basics, spiritually, such as giving of your time, your talents, your treasures in the church, and in everyday life. When you know and live these basic tenets of truth God's blessings will be upon you I promise you that that's why Peter reminds us of these essential truths that they already knew he says that, he goes I already know you know this but I'm reminding you again because he knew it was important sometimes we think well that's just such a minor little thing I don't need to concentrate on that yeah, you need to concentrate on the minors amen, you need to concentrate on that you actually need to major in the minors is the expression, right? But here's also another truth. Sound teachers stick to basic truths. Oftentimes you go into a church and uh, I've heard some amazing messages, some really deep messages. And those are great. Those are wonderful. But at the end of the day, if they don't help you to grow as a believer, it, it was a great message. That's all it was. They need to help you grow. Are you growing? Are you being challenged? Amen? 
Peter knew that as believers, we have been established in the truth, which you now have. That's what the scripture says. But that didn't keep him from saying it over and over and over again. Amen. See, there's, there's a spiritual truth that is foundational for a believer. Without knowing these things, your Christian life, your, your life as a believer will be shaky at best. You have to know basic truths. And I'm talking spiritually basic truths about the Word of God, such as Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. Jesus Christ rose again on the third day. Jesus Christ offers me the gift of salvation. John 3.16. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, the Bible says. It's very simple. Those are foundational truths. The Trinity, the, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can't go away from those. Those are basic foundational truths. Amen? How many are thankful for that truth today? Because that's what should lead and guide you. That's what led and guide you here today, I would imagine. As well as Andrew's birthday today. Yes, that we celebrate. <laughs> Point number three. Sound teachers know that their life is short, so they use their time to serve the Lord. Sound teachers know that life is short, and so they use their time to serve the Lord. Yesterday was the 23rd anniversary of my son's passing. 23 years ago, a 20-year-old young man passed away, uh, which means he would have been 43, which makes me old. And, you know, 23, it just seems like it went by so fast, so quick. Um, time heals everything, but yet there's always uh, emotion there, amen? But here's the thing that we all learn. Life is short. I was talking to someone before service. We were talking about how life is short. Just because you have plans doesn't mean they're going to come to fruition. We all have plans. We all want to grow old with someone. We all want to retire. We all want to be on a rocking chair on a porch somewhere. You know, at, at, you know, just talking about our past, about our life, and all the good memories and wonderful memories, but none of us are promised that. None of us are. Life is short, and for this reason alone, we should focus on the things that are eternal. None of us here today know what's going to happen this afternoon. God forbid. Bill's sister didn't know she was going to have a heart attack this morning. All of us have today. Amen? I can't impress that upon you enough. Which is why you need to focus on the things that are eternal. Because that's where you and I are going to spend all of our eternity. Amen? When you're in vacation in a hotel, don't get too attached to it. When you buy a new house or move to a new location, don't get too attached to it. You want to know why? Because that's not your permanent home. The Bible says... Even though you may have moved to a new house, a new place, that's not your permanent home. Your permanent home is in heaven with God, Amen. with your relatives that you know that have gone on to be with the Lord. Amen? For us as believers, heaven is our permanent home. Say that with me. Heaven is my permanent home. Heaven is your permanent home. Yes, Decorate your house. Make it look beautiful. Mow that lawn. Cut back on your water to 20% in American Canyon. That's what I just read this morning. But don't forget this. Heaven is our permanent home. 
We are just passing through this life. This, Paul refers to this tent. He says the word tent in the scripture. Uh, if we can put the scriptures back up there and we can read this in verse 13. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. You see the word tent is used to describe these bodies. They're only a temporary place. This is a tent. When you go camping and you use a tent, you don't want to call that home. Oh, God forbid. You know you're coming home to a better place. And so are we. Amen. One day we're going to a better place, which is heaven. Amen. The Apostle Paul also said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and this isn't on the screen, but chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18, it declares this, that since our bodies are decaying, and everybody over 40 said amen. amen. We should be focused not on the things that are seen, but on the things which are not seen, which are eternal. That's what you and I need to focus on. Those things that are eternal, those things that are of eternal consequences. Don't get caught up in the pettiness of our world is really what, what Peter was saying, what Paul was saying here, and what Peter's also alluding to. Don't get caught up in the pettiness of this world. There's pettiness all around us. All right, let's go to our fourth point. Spent enough time there. Let's, let's get a little bit deeper here. Sound teachers are diligent to awaken their students to remember the essential truths that will guide them long after the teacher is gone. One day as your pastor, I will be gone and I will be in heaven. And my, my hope and prayer is that Someday those words that I spoke that you heard, that you can go back and watch on YouTube, on SoundCloud, uh, that they will res resonate in your spirit and say, I remember that. That helped me. That guided me during a, a tough time. That's my prayer. Let me talk to you a little bit about what that means and what I've seen in my life. But this past week, as I mentioned, my uncle Tim Reyes passed away. He was our neighbor across the street growing up in Rutherford. He, uh, he was 98 years old, by the way, so he lived a full and complete life. Uh, there's no complaining about life. I mean, that was a great life, 98 years of age. But I will always remember him for the legacy left behind. Let me share this with you. I, I've been asked to officiate his funeral, and I will share this as well um, next week or the week after, I believe it's, it's going to be held. But... He took care of his wife, my aunt, who had dementia, while he was in his 80s. She passed away about 10, 11 years ago. And those last 10 years of her life, she had dementia. And if you've ever experienced working with a family member that has dementia, it's not easy. In fact, it's heartbreaking. Because at some point towards the end, um, she didn't recognize her own children. And that was just heartbreaking for them. To not have your mother recognize you, just stare at you going like, who are you? But yet throughout all that, she still had this connection with my uncle, her husband. She was still able to connect with him. You see, he bathed her. He cleaned her. He fed her. He put her to sleep every night. He woke her up in the morning. He watched her. He held her hand. During that whole time, it wasn't easy. This was while he was in his 80s. He was in his 80s doing this. 
Yet, for me, that's what I'll always remember about my uncle. He was my godfather, by the way. Just the, I have so much respect for that man because of what he did. He left a legacy for his children to see. His grandchildren saw that. And that's something I will never forget as long as I live. And, and he's in heaven rejoicing now. Amen? But the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter also left us a rich legacy. In this book of Peter, we have concentrated on the last few weeks. He's talked about this. And in verse 13, if we still have it up, if we can put it back up there. Peter declares right here in verse 13. I think it is right to refresh your memory. That word refresh, really what it's saying in, in, the, in the original Greek is to to arouse or to awaken from sleep. How many times have you thought, man, I need to be awakened from my spiritual slumber here. I need to get back in the swing of things here, right? That's all of us. And Peter is here trying to refresh our minds, arouse our, our thinking, our spirits, awaken us from sleep. Because the reality is our fallen nature, our carnal nature, would put aside the word of God and say, I don't have time for it. Uh, I'm too tired this morning. I don't want to get up and read it. Or at night, I'm too tired. I'm just going to jump in bed. Uh, I don't want to make the time, but yet we'll make the time to watch three hours of Olympics, an hour of social media, and we'll go outside and read a favorite book. And we'll neglect the Word of God. So Peter is reminding us, hey, come on, guys. I'm trying to awaken your spirit. I'm trying to arouse that spirit. Amen? Now, all of us, like Peter, want to leave a legacy behind. We may not be able to leave a legacy like Peter, because he was such a great an apostle, but we can all leave a legacy of the Word of God in our children and our grandchildren. Wouldn't it be great if they could say, I remember my aunt, and then you fill in your name, or my uncle, and you fill in the name, and he taught me this story of the Bible that I had never heard of, and it came alive when he when they shared it with me. Wouldn't that be great? If you could leave a legacy like that with, with, with your child, with a nephew, a niece, that would be amazing. You're passing on something of eternal value. Amen? See, we can leave the legacy of a godly example and good deeds so that when they think of us, when we're past, they will be drawn and reminded of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's our intention. That's Pastor Rick's goal, is that when I'm long gone, people remember the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That they'll be drawn to Him. They'll say, that they will say, yeah, that was Pastor Rick's prayer, that I would be closer to and walk with the Lord God. Amen. So no matter where you're at in the Lord today, Peter is saying that you need sound teachers to remind you often of the basic truths of life. Now I know that I'm going to give you some suggestions here and I know none of these are new or original because you've heard me say these things because I again will focus on similar truths, basic truths, giving you what you need to have and then you can grow from there. But number one, read the Bible through over and over. Let's just do this with a show of hands right now. How many have ever read the Bible from start to finish? Amen. Look at that. That's amazing. Push yourself to do that. Push yourself to do that. And I would encourage you, do it over and over. I've done it well over dozens, 
couple dozen times now, read the Bible over and over. Secondly, memorize key portions of the scripture. You know how you could be reading through the Word of God, and all of a sudden you just come to that scripture, it just speaks right to your spirit, right to your soul. It's exactly what you needed to hear. You could be going through a tough time and come across that scripture that says, I am, uh, I am wonderfully made. I am wonderfully made. I'm a creature, of, a creation of Almighty God. Or I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And you needed to hear that word right there. And it's beautiful when you read those scriptures. Amen? Memorize key portions of the Bible so that in the middle of your fight, you can bring those up. You can recollect those. And then the third one is faithfully attend church and learn and grow through the ministry of the word. And the last one, and I'm going to close, is read solid books that will help you to grow to know Christ better. If you could read books, devotionals, if you can read books that would encourage and grow your faith, testimonials of, of different uh, people that would encourage your faith, all that would make Christ shine in you. Because my, my goal as a pastor is that when you walk out of here, people would see you and say, what is that that you have shining through you? There's something in you. I want what you have. What is it that you have? See, that's Almighty God. Amen. That's my Savior. That's the light of Christ shining from me to you. Can I tell you a little bit about what God's done in my life? And share God's love. I mean, that's my greatest desire. My greatest goal as a pastor is that all of you would go out into your communities, your neighbors, and that people would say, I want what you have. You see, absolute truth is found in the Word of God. And again, as your pastor, I want to make sure you leave here with the Word of God in your heart and in your spirit every day. It may not have to be a deep word, but it's just the simple, basic truth that God loves you, that He went to the cross for you. He sent His Son to die on the cross for you. And because of that, you want to give the rest of your life to serve Him so that you could be in eternity with Him. Eternity is a long time. These past six months have gone by really quick, I think, for most of us. Last year was kind of a drag. They seemed to drag on and on and on. But now we reflect back, and it wasn't such a long time ago. And here the world's starting to get back into a normal pace. And what I'm trying to say is that even though it's passed by either quickly, slowly, doesn't compare to eternity. Eternity is forever and ever and ever. You're sowing seeds right now here in this place in eternity. What you do now matters in eternity. Amen? So let's, let's do that. Let, let's stand this afternoon as we close and we're going to play one last song here. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.